0: Hey. Happy Halloween. Here we are. It's not Halloween.
1: No, nope, it's All Saints Day. Or it's Christmas the 1st. Yeah, it's,
0: I got my Christmas sweater on. It's Christmas Eve. How you doing, Nick?
1: I'm doing lovely. Um recording in the morning, you know. That's a new one for me.
0: Yeah, I'm uh
1: delighted to be here though.
0: Yeah, it feels good to uh feels good to be here. Uh in case you didn't know, this is spoiler alert. Our movie-themed podcast, which me and Nick talk about movies and other cinematic
1: geopolitics.
0: Yes, and uh, this is episode three, which will be dealing with Psycho from 1960 and Psycho from 1998. They're the same movie. Just I'm not doing math in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thirty years apart.
0: Thirty-eight years apart. Nice. Uh, I know. i math, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, feels good. This is uh Sunday after Halloween, so this is going to be a post-Halloween, Halloween-ish episode, which will be kind of you know just dragging on the spirit of Halloween for a couple more days,
1: which I am firmly against. Yeah. I believe it's Christmas time. But what and I, mean- I know. Thank. I know there's Thanksgiving coming, but uh here in canada we had thanksgiving like almost a month ago
0: yeah and thanksgiving to me is just kind of like i get to eat some food like i do
1: love thanksgiving and i can't wait for american thanksgiving but i'm going to be wearing a christmas sweater during it
0: and you're going to be here in america and i'm going to be able to see you finally after not on, like, not
1: on thanksgiving but for christmas yes
0: i would be able to damn it <laughs> close
1: we'll we'll get there
0: yeah um Anyway, before we kind of jump into all our usual shtick, how the hell are you?
1: Yeah, doing well. Um, Pretty good week. Everyone at work said it was a horrible week. For me, it was pretty easy going, and I just slid right through. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's something happening on Tuesday that I should be aware of, I guess. Um, Some contest. I don't know. it is weird to me oh i wanted to i wanted to make a point of this that like we're talking now but by the time anyone hears our conversation like what we might know the next president yeah no i was thinking like the world might be an entirely different place by the time this is released to the public
0: i think it's going to be a different place by the public i mean five people yeah i think it's going to be a different place either way but well we're gonna we'll see it'll be a nice little time we'll be different people I'm a different person every day.
1: Maybe my balls will drop by then, and I'll have some hair on my chest. Someday.
0: Um, is this the week you ask me how I'm doing?
1: I'm thinking about it. All I right. guess, yeah. How are we doing?
0: Well, to counter your point, this week was uh, pretty rough for me. Um, yeah, I knew that. It, yeah, it was a tough week, but uh, we're, we got through it. Um, the only thing that was saving me was getting to the pod. I love the commitment. Yeah. And um getting I'm up bright right you- and early. Exactly. Well, by bright and early, it's eleven o'clock. But I know we were supposed to record at ten, but I decided to drink some coffee and play play a little bit of a the BG video game. Mm-hmm. I abbreviated that to sound cool and
1: That was uh, great. I'm sure I'm sure that <laughs> accomplished the desired effect.
0: Um speaking of some
1: some news
0: we haven't what about what we watched you always do this
1: (laughs) Uh, i I forget the order uh, that we're (laughs) supposed to do it
0: i mean there isn't a specific order to keep variety but i don't know i just like to jump into what we watched in the beginning kind of i guess
1: that does make sense
0: kind of get us in the groove of the pod because you know the first couple minutes are a little rusty we're kind of getting in our conversing we're getting our forgot how to hold
1: the microphone
0: yeah well it's like something else just kind of gra- firmly grasp it. Clarinet. I um, so watched a
1: bunch of shit. I watched like one thing.
0: Yeah. Well, we both watched the same thing that we'll talk about at the end of the What We Watch segment, yes. but um, I'll go first this week because you went first last week. Okay. So what did I watch this week? Um, I'm just going to pull out one thing I watched, and it was actually one of the first things I watched earlier in the week. It was on um, the app Shutter. It's a uh, like a streaming service based strictly around like horror. I know you've heard of it. Um,
1: I would these ha- right, like yeah, like a cow's S- utter.
0: S-H-U-D-D-E-R. S- so shudder. Um, I would recommend it to anyone who, I guess, enjoys horror. Wants kind of a service, kind of streamlined of horror. It's honestly probably besides that and hbo max are two, my two actual like favorite streaming services that i pay for because i think they just have the really? movie.: i didn't
1: interest. know hbo max was that high up there
0: because variety of like the movies that hbo max throws on there is just like they have essentially the entire criterion collection just on there and
1: we don't have it in canada so i really have no idea what's on there
0: pretty great i, I would recommend it if you become american again someday perhaps. um well you can have mine because i'm your i'm your buddy and thanks don't tell um, the feds, uh, we just put it out there for them to know that we're Whoops. sharing passwords. It's like, um, remember when Disney Plus was announced that they were gonna like do a code or something where you couldn't give out your password to certain people to make them like password yeah. sharing, and then yeah, they were different. like, and they were like, fuck that. It was the same <laughs> thing, the same thing Xbox did when the Xbox One came out where they were gonna like not allow you to take games over people's houses and you had to purchase the full game in order to be able to play it.
1: Oh yeah. I remember that. That was fucked
0: up. Then, and then they were like, wait, that's a bad idea. Cause everyone's mad. Yeah. Um, but back to shutter, uh, I would recommend shutter and on shutter is a movie called one cut of the dead. Um, it is a Japanese zombie comedy and mm-hmm. I'll just, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away in terms of like how the plot goes because i know we're a spoiler podcast but you haven't seen it and i really want you to see it too will i get uh, scared no it's it's really funny it's it's like actually like it's it's more about like um it, it's sort of about like the production of a zombie movie more so than like it i don't want to give too much it's more like a All movie right. of, it's like a movie about making a movie But there's more to it than that. But uh, yeah, we should
1: call this segment "No Spoilers."
0: (laughs) No spoilers, if I don't want to give any. Um, and like the first half hour to forty minutes, you're kind of like, okay, I kind of get the vibe for what this movie's going to. And then something like it, it, it completely shifts, and then you're like, oh my god. This, and then you like things are the, not as they seem and then you view the first half in a whole different way and i think the humor is pretty spot on there's a there's like for a for a movie about what it's about there's a lot of poopy humor which <laughs> i appreciated um and it's well timed you know it's good pooping humor we oh, don't nice. view, we appreciate when poo is
1: it is it japanese with subs or is it yeah. dubbed
0: yeah like it's full cool. okay, it, nice. it was uh produced and it's it definitely has that like Japanese filmmaking style where like the music's a little bit like weirdly sentimental like it's like you know what I'm talking about when the scores yeah. are like uh it's,
1: it's a quoi I don't know I don't know how to describe it but
0: yeah but it, I would highly recommend that um I don't know if you can get Shudder in Canada
1: you can certainly find out
0: I but I'll try because I really want you to see this movie because I think you would actually really like it it's really good um okay.
1: I'll try to fit it in with all the Christmas movies I'm watching in the next two months.
0: Exactly, and also the homework that you were supposed to do last week with Creed 2 that I com- remem- I remembered because I edited the episode and you didn't watch it.
1: I you know, I'm not great at that. Uh, writing down my homework. Ask any of my teachers from grades three to 12.
0: I know in terms of scheduling, you and I aren't hundred percent the best because we were supposed to do this. which at is 10 funny because that's my night. job.
1: Being an assistant is just scheduling shit. Well, it's easier when I don't have to make the decision of whether or not I do the thing that I scheduled.
0: Exactly. Well, if I schedule
1: something for my boss, she goes to it because she's an adult.
0: You want me to be your assistant and schedule it for you to watch?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll I'll send you access to my iCal.
0: Okay. And then I add stuff for me Creed to watch (laughs) 830 p.m. on Wednesday. Um, Yeah. Working. So what? Okay. <laughs> one Cut of the Dead, definitely watch it. Um I'm not going to give too much away just because I think the best this is one of those movies where it actually pays to not go in spoiler uh spoiler filled. And also the other thing is you got to give it a chance because the if if you're not a fan of the way the movie plays out in the first half hour, it could lose you. I'm telling you, you just got to like you got to sit through it and you got to be like The a, Office season 1. Exactly. Um, or okay. Her- Hercules starring Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I actually enjoy that movie. I haven't don't, seen it. Don't enjoy the director though. I Who don't directed don't... it? Brett Ratner. I don't. I don't condone him.
1: Yikes! Have you heard Nick Roll's story about Brett Ratner? No. Apparently, they were working on a pilot together, and Brett Ratner went up to the craft services table, uh, scratched his balls, and then touched like six different donuts before he picked one.
0: I've actually you know what I heard that I didn't know it was Nick Grohl. But yeah. I've heard I've heard stories about that. And it's funny because I think Brett Ratner shows up is he on Entourage? He shows up on Entourage that sounds about right. and plays like a like an almost fictionalized version of himself that turns out to be real. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, funny, I
1: mean probably. The other he's, funny
0: thing looked, asshole was uh show. when I was in LA for school when we were out there, we did the uni- the W B tour, the Warner Brothers. Like Oh, yeah through the, um, the stage. The
1: studio lot, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, we passed like where Rat Pack Studios or Rat oh, Pack nice. Productions was, and they were just kind of like brushed over it, and I was like, <laughs> that's where Brett Ratner was. But I got yeah, rid of my- a,
1: It's an old building. When, when nobody knows what goes on in there anymore.
0: Exactly. Um, but yeah, highly recommend One Cut of the Dead, and I think... Oh, and then I'll just put a light mention out so that I can get to you, that uh, I watched hold on what was that okay um i will say last night for halloween i watched um this movie called the house is october build on hulu apparently there's a sequel too that's also on hulu it's legit the scariest movie I think I've seen in a while. It terrified me and I don't get scared, Nick knows this. I usually can handle horror pretty well and this one actually unsettled me. It's a found footage movie involving like do- like documentary filmmakers going around the haunted houses and trying to like just see what goes on at these haunted houses and highly recommend it. And-
1: Yo, it pissed me off that we never did something like that when I worked for those YouTubers. Like doing a found footage movie on a YouTube channel. Is like the only way you could do a Blair Witch in modern day.
0: Honestly, I'm seeing like seeing these type of movies too for like us for for what we want like the, how we want to kind of like figure out how we're gonna kind of get our foot in the door, you know? Mm. Um, pretty there's a lot of like these, it wasn't necessarily a um, it was creative. I just I think half of it was them just literally going to haunted houses and building the plot around it, almost Borat esque. Mm. Yeah. So, like, so like it's really it, I'm, it's not easy to make a movie but like getting an idea and kind of like just running with it i feel like is your best bet in order to get something like this because this is a high. i i think it was one of the better found footage movies and apparently the sequel i mean horror sequels are hit or miss but i'm, I'm curious to see what happens because it actually is the same characters and, and like same plot that just picks up and the way that it ends kind of like I'd like to see where it goes. But yeah. Interesting. Highly recommend it. I don't think Nick will watch it because he gets to see <laughs> it very easily. But
1: I am a total coward.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's okay. I, I'll i hold your I'm hand during it. Else, though. Uh, what is it my call? turn? Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Highly recommend. or I'm not going to spoil anything because it's one of those movies. I watched uh, Holiday on Netflix. <laughs> uh,
0: How'd you feel about it? I'll be honest, I,
1: I didn't really care for it. Um,
0: I can second this because I saw your letterbox review. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was like cute and fine. And like, I liked all the different holidays. It's like a regular rom com movie. If you don't know the plot, which are you living under a stupid rock or something? Um,
0: I don't know the plot. <laughs>
1: the, basically, Emma Roberts plays Sloan, uh, late 20 something, possibly 30. It was unclear to me
0: total i'm trying to total like eric name for a for a uh, sloan name. because like yeah,
1: it's a little too written nobody is named sloan yeah i'm sorry, sorry if... to anyone named sloan who heard that
0: <laughs> uh but
1: yeah so sloan is uh always being bothered by her family members at holiday events like oh you don't have a boyfriend let me set you up with this doctor who is handsome and charming and she's very adamant that it would never work which I don't get the guy is a total stud and then this Australian dude I forgot his name I'm
0: sorry I know it's the guy from the really not great Point Break remake
1: yes we just signed the writer of that point Of the Break point- I was so stoked when they announced that we signed him because I thought it was the writer of the original
0: it and was uh, not
1: it wasn't so it was not as cool but shout out Kurt Vimmer or something. I'm bad at my job apparently because I can't think of his fucking name.
0: I mean, I'll never bat. You know, like maybe it's not his fault. You know.
1: Yeah. No. Shout out to him. He's getting work. Like he writes a lot of movies. Yeah. Also, he's a total stud. Like he looks like he just surfs twenty four hours a day.
0: Oh, definitely makes sense that he would write the point. Yeah, I know.
1: Okay, back to the movie. Um. Australian dude is at his, like this girl that he's been dating for a couple months, like at his family or not even, I think one month at her family's house for Christmas. And she's mad. He didn't get her a present. I didn't totally get what the issue was. Like I thought it would make sense to give someone a present on Christmas, even if you haven't been dating that long, like at their parents' house for Christmas. And so anyway, they run into each other at the mall and they're like, oh, I'm so tired of dating in the holidays. We should just date each other and we can be holidates. And so every holiday, they are each other's plus one. And he's also a professional golfer, and that's kind of relevant to the movie, but I don't really remember why, other than her, he gave Sloan's brother golf lessons. Um, yeah, and it was cute. They have some fun hijinks, you know,
0: It's a harmless rom-com on Netflix.
1: Pretty much. Like, it's fine. Um, Would I watch it again? No, I don't think so. If someone asked me to watch it with them, I probably would. That's probably the only instance that I would watch it again. But um, not, yeah, not like a waste of time. You know, it was fun. That's a good, a good 90 minutes or whatever it was.
0: Great way to put a movie that you watch. It's not a it's not a waste of time. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: and shout out Tiffany Paulson. I think uh, wrote it for Client. And you know,
0: um, and those movies. That's the thing yeah. about like you and I aren't really critical. It's just movie, those the movie is just not really. We're not the demographic. That yeah, is. it's
1: not for me. My mom enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't. I think I was a little more engaged with it than her though, which is funny, but, uh, she thought it was cute. She said,
0: it's a thing. It's an easy watch. And yeah, that's why I'm like, not super hard on certain movies because maybe it's just not made for me, you know, Yeah, just how art is, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I respect it. It's impossible to make a movie. So the fact that this exists is a miracle and, uh,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Shout out the filmmakers. Oh, can I talk about something I watched and I loved? What? Because I forgot. It's not a movie though. It's the Harley Quinn TV show. (laughs) Did you finish it? No, I have two episodes left, but it's sick. It's exactly what I wanted out of like a DC TV show. I thought it was going to be like—I mean, I told you this. I thought it was going to be like Adventure Time, where it's like good for a kids show, and like it's accessible for adults, but it's like a straight-up adult show in. It's not like Rick and Morty at all, but like it's that level of
0: it's a little bit dirtiness, dirtier and, yeah. than Rick and Morty. It gets it goes. Yeah, the
1: the gore is actually pretty realistic. Not, I mean, maybe not realistic, but like it's more like lifelike than it is in Rick and Morty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Just like it's it's exactly what I wanted. The out last of like, two a,
0: episodes are really good. Cartoon. If can't I'm, wait to if, watch him. if if I'm thinking where you're at, you, you're has um I mean, she's been going around and like almost kinda instead of like becoming a villain, she's kind of just kind of figured out like she wants to do good rather yeah, than Yeah,
1: she's that. basically an anti-hero and like yeah. fucking up Two Face and the Penguin and shit. Um and I Poison the and last...
0: Ivy found that and they found and then yeah. Poison Ivy and them kinda have like a riff now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because um I mean, can I spoil it? It's spoiler alert. Uh no, no we, I won't say it. We, but you uh, know you know what goes down between them. Uh
0: yeah, I know what goes down. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, uh, you know Bachelorette it. Weekend. What? <laughs> that episode was great.
0: I know. It was really good. And it's also like the tones the tone of the show is of course comedic, but it does like mm-hmm. it's almost like a um like a s it's a sitcom just about com like about superhero yeah. stuff but like yeah. they don't they don't like yeah there's a lot of superhero things but sometimes it's just them like hanging out on a couch like, like yeah
1: i mean there's a whole episode where they just go to college and i know I around river's campus episode. and shit yeah uh shout out kite man that is if i were a superhero or villain i guess i would probably be kite man uh that guy just gets me i don't know
0: um yeah, no, I like like I said last week on the episode that'll drop tomorrow, <laughs> which is Monday. Yeah,
1: time is crazy.
0: I know. All right. Anyway,
1: wait, we literally just time traveled with uh, daylight savings last night.
0: I know, and the weird thing is, is I actually woke up like early this morning, like because I just couldn't fall back asleep, but I re- really got a decent night's sleep but it felt like i didn't because the clocks were all fucked up so it was weird but like i really got an extra hour of sleep
1: i was awake during it and it In blew the, my it, mind it next- I was not well, prepared for it No, <laughs> not nothing- i forgot it was happening
0: i think it's worse when it goes forward because then you're like oh shit i should probably go to bed <laughs> yeah um but yeah harley quinn I mean, once you get to the end, you're going to be like, wow, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. I mean, you probably feel that way already, but I think it'll wrap up. Yeah, well.
1: big fan, big, big fan.
0: Um, Yeah, there's uh something else that I think you watched this week that you like too. Shit, what was it? We both watched it. <laughs> oh, Psycho? No, no, The Mando, baby. Oh, fuck, yeah, uh,
1: Mandalorian Season 2. Here we, we are.
0: So we decided uh, the other day. Nick and I have this a little is, uh, this is very cute. A little date set up on on Fridays to to time it just right, so we're both watching the episode together, so we could text during it. But mm. we're also decided that every week we're just going to have a small um, little recap slash our thoughts on the episode this week uh, on that that particular week. And uh, yeah, I think personally, this season's off to a great start. I know you yeah. are.
1: July they one. they just floored it on episode yeah. one uh so much good baby yoda content
0: yeah surprisingly baby yoda it. baby High Yoda potential. was great but he also like wasn't really super relevant to the plot this week which was kind of like
1: yeah he didn't really do anything he was a good accessory though
0: i think that's why Looked great when we were talking about it um i think that's why baby yoda hasn't gotten stale because they know when mm-hmm. to they know when to, to try to dangle don't give him. him too much yeah they try yeah. to dangle him in front and be like isn't he cute and then they'll make him like do something like really relevant to the pop yeah. like last season when he moved when he was able to like yeah, lift that shit and literally stop a fire
1: oh yeah true the fire was sick
0: like billy joel he didn't start the fire he stopped it
1: that's what he says in the song Yep. Yeah, everyone knows it
0: um but yeah timothy oliphant spectacular <sighs> Total stud. stud just great addition to the show uh wearing the 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 baba yaga nope the boba fett Fett, uh armor and yeah i mean i don't know i personally think it was a perfect premiere because it was like pretty self-contained but also it was it was
1: yeah it it was a very good arc within an episode and also set up a lot down the road for like what the season's gonna be
0: yeah i mean that little tease at the end was beautiful yeah perfect
1: Boba Fett. Yep. I saw people, a couple of people saying it was Rex, the dude from Clone Wars, which if it wasn't the actor who played Jango Fett, sure, I could see that. But well,
0: no, because it's Boba Fett and yeah, Jango Fett is,
1: is a clone. Like Boba or Fett, Fett's a clone of Jango Fett.
0: And Rex is a clone of Boba Fett and Jango Fett. So Oh, fuck, right. It could, could be both, I guess. And I think they said that Rex could come back so it could possibly be Rex but I mean, I just feel
1: like narratively that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rex, the whole
1: episode was about Boba I mean, I, Fett's arm. I do
0: think Rex is out there somewhere, so it would be cool to meet him because I know that they're yeah. kind of getting towards um, bringing in a lot of like Clone Wars and Rebels characters. Yeah, <laughs> which
1: makes sense. That Dave Filoni is mm-hmm. running the fucking thing, and uh, uh, he knows all the characters real well.
0: Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, the o- the other stuff. I mean, a lot of Easter eggs in this episode. For a lot, like they love they're, they're doing a lot of like prequel love,
1: yeah. It does, I mean, I know a a they love
0: the prequels, so yeah.
1: He, shout out to the uh, the pod racer,
0: yeah. It was uh, Sebulva's, yeah, uh, pod racer that Timothy Oliphant was driving. And the last, and I'd say the best thing that we noticed too was that one Favreau paid tribute to Iron Man. And it yeah. seems like we're not the smartest people in the room because everyone else found that too. <laughs> yeah, I
1: thought I thought I was so smart when I texted you that. Yeah.
0: Well, I we didn't we hadn't seen that, so we did text yeah. and figure it out for ourselves. And then yes. the thing you said was that it was um essentially just like Star Wars version of the Alaskan bullworm from Star Wars. Yeah. That <laughs> from was just, Spongebob, or, you mean did I say the, the Star Wars version of Alaskan bullworm from Star yeah. Wars? Yes. from SpongeBob. Great sentence and uh my favorite thing and i talked to you about it and i i noticed this stuff a lot more than you uh, because um i remember we saw a movie and you didn't notice it happened either i think it was it comes at night with the aspect ratio shift oh yeah like how it expanded which we kind of talked that it might have been destined to go in an imax theater at launch
1: yeah i feel like they they would have done that because didn't Game of Thrones do that with the Game opening or
0: the, uh, the Did premiere? that and like weirdly that Inhuman show from a couple years ago did that too.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but I would have saw it in IMAX because knowing yeah the way definitely. it looked on my TV was unreal. <laughs> like
1: yeah, I have to watch it on the projector downstairs again because I watched it on watch. my laptop.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna Not watch it again this week, 100 uh, before the new yeah. episode. we have our cute little date but uh overall thoughts great premiere it
1: um so western i loved how western it was
0: even more than last season like last season kind of it it leaned into it but it didn't full-blown just become like a clint eastwood movie
1: yeah the elements were there but like this basically was a 55 minute fucking yeah john wayne shit
0: um and apparently like I found out that uh, Timothy Oliphant and then the guy who plays the bartender in the town yes, are both um, alumni of the HBO show Deadwood. So it was kind of oh. like, so like a little Deadwood reunion.
1: Shout out to Deadwood.
0: I got to watch that show. I've heard that's a great show.
1: Isn't also, that, uh, is that Damon Lindelof?
0: No, it's the guy who, I think it's the guy who wrote The Wire. Oh. Uh, but, I, I know his name
1: because it's my job but i i can't think of it right now
0: but uh yeah i don't know i love this episode i think it was pretty perfect for an episode
1: yeah i wanted to just watch it immediately again afterwards oh, I but i too. couldn't um but yeah like so fun and just great it, pace honestly it blew it was, by
0: and it felt good to just be back like it felt it yeah. it was like a good reminder of like okay I missed this show.
1: Yeah. For just a moment in time we returned to normalcy or whatever the fucking kind no, of e- thing is. Every
0: every Friday it's going to be it's I'm going to look forward to yeah. enjoying my Friday watching Mando and I'm, I'm Yeah, that
1: was one of my favorite parts of like last fall was just every Friday come home from work Mando time baby.
0: Uh yeah, so good episode. Um we're going to talk about this every week when we record we'll just go in a little bit in depth talk about uh i don't know give a little bit of a recap i mean that wasn't really a recap that was just I was kind of boasting about the episode
1: yeah just pumping the tires of yeah. john uh, favreau and dave filoni
0: all right last thing and then we'll jump into news what was your favorite part of the episode we'll each give like our favorite thing from the episode
1: probably fucking double jetpacks just two dudes flying around having a good time
0: turns out too i didn't even realize that um Remember when he smacks, uh, I can't remember Timothy Oliphant's character's name.
1: Oh, well, I mean, the Marshall, and it was like yeah, Cobb Marshall. something. Yeah, the Marshal. Cobb salad.
0: Cobb salad. Yeah. The, the Marshall, uh, when he smacks the jetpack, and then it, 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 like, defects, and he goes up in the air, that's an Easter egg back to how Boba died.
1: Oh, shit, or yeah.
0: Han, Han smacks him. Yeah. And, yeah. So that it must be a defective jetpack.
1: Yeah. I mean probably at this point shit's gotta be fucked up. But yeah, and he said he didn't break it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh double jetpack was obviously like that was where I was like, this show, I can't believe that we get this yeah. at home on TV. Like this is legit sit. Like this is what Yeah, you- live
1: action Star Wars shit that's just cranked up to eleven.
0: Yeah. It was them flying, fighting a big dragon worm. <laughs> uh, also
1: the um all the interactions with the Tuscan Raiders were pretty cool.
0: No, they humanized the Tuscan yeah. Raiders. They actually made them like kind of a um, like they just normal like just happened to be like foreign people in the Star Wars that yeah. I guess weren't understood by the the characters in the original trilogy. But Mando, like being very like understanding, learning the language, and yeah, kind of like building a relationship between this town and them now like that's that was cool to me that's what i love yeah. about star wars yeah
1: and i liked the uh, the tuscan raiders kind of played the role that like native americans would in an old-timey western
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that was the cool that was yeah. really cool uh m- my favorite part was probably just mando c- coming out of the fucking like you thought he was sl- oh,
1: covered in goo
0: covered in goose sliding in the frame and just yeah setting off a minefield <laughs> yeah uh and just i don't know i i can't say the whole episode but just like honestly the relationship between the marshall and mando was really cool because
1: yeah i hope we see him again
0: i mean it sounded like they were like like how just, can you not i mean he reminds me of like carl weathers from last season and just like how mm-hmm. is that character is going to be kind of like someone at mando and also like you thought i thought first i was like i really hope timothy all isn't a villain and then, it, and then yeah. it turns out that he's actually just like that classic Western trope of him, like of yeah. a guy just showing up in town and becoming the marshal just because like he's there.
1: I think he could play a good villain though. In no, he has like a Marvel movie or something.
0: He has been a villain before. Weirdly, in the Girl Next Door, the Emil Oh Herbie, really Elijah Kuffert uh, show or movie. Wait,
1: wait, the movie where like the teenage kid takes a porn star to prom or whatever the premise is yeah timothy
0: all Fonson, i have seen the, that the producer like oh so-
1: i did not realize that yeah. it's been yeah. like 15 years since i saw that movie that's
0: sick i should way. not
1: have been watching it when i was a kid
0: low-key underrated comedy and so- i remember it being and funny. a young paul dano with like a huge
1: oh right it and is paul dano yeah
0: and his entire character arc is he's got a huge dick and that's yeah just- and then he like they put po- yeah, and then they filmed the porno at prom. It's great, great movie. Yeah. Underrated classic.
1: And, but and, uh, Elisha Cuthbert, Canadian, and Canadian. Uh, married to Dion Phaneuf, I think.
0: Yep. Yeah. Wild. Dion Suck at Fanoef. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, Mando, great, great, uh just a great welcome back, honestly. That's what I'll say. Just a great welcome yeah. back. They, they good to be back it kind of the one thing I saw was a criticism and I kind of can agree that it does just follow kind of the same sameish plot as um last season when he has to fight the monster in the cave but I mean that's Star Wars but it's,
1: that was like all him on his own basically no,
0: no and this was this was essentially just like a monster movie mixed with a western yeah
1: it's the trope of the monster in the house um yeah it's one of like the seven plots Mm -hmm. like Joseph Campbell
0: names or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know
1: what I'm talking about with screenwriting, but I kind of do.
0: That's all, that's all look
1: it up. It's screenwriting
0: is dude. It's doing it the way you think, you know, and it turns out you might actually know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. It's pretty much just pretending
0: you stomp. you stumble upon a pulp fiction.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's how it works.
0: Uh, yeah. Mando excited for Fridays for the next seven weeks. Um,
1: all right, shall we uh, get on to Psycho versus Psycho, the no, spiritual sequel to Kramer versus Kramer? We're
0: going to get on to the news first.
1: Oh, fuck. I don't know the order. I need to have it uh, in front of me.
0: Well, we've only got two stories, so we can talk about Psycho soon. But the first story is uh, just a TV one. It's about... Um, you haven't seen Hellraiser, right, Nick?
1: Uh, what do you think? No.
0: No, you haven't, because it's spooky. Uh, the
1: VHS box scared me in Blockbuster when I was it a kid.
0: scared me, too. I only saw Hellraiser for the first time three weeks ago.
1: I know it's about a Rubik's Cube and Pinhead Larry.
0: It's about a Rubik's Cube, Pinhead Larry, and a lot of BDSM. Hmm. What did you say the, a couple weeks ago? You said uh, there was something about Sam Mendes. It was Bond...
1: Oh, BDSM with uh, someone with James Bond, right? Yeah, you're like, Bond Bond. does so much BDSM or something. I don't know. Bond so much,
0: Sam Mendes. (laughs) Bond does Sam Mendes? Could it be that, BDSM? Maybe. I just remember you saying something a couple weeks ago about BDSM. Anyway. I mean, obviously. Uh, I HBO, I didn't even know HBO was doing a TV series. I thought they were making another movie or like a reboot. Turns out that they're making a TV series and it's going to be in the same chronolo- chrono, chrono, it
1: out. chronology.
0: Chronology. Yeah. One of the episode. <laughs> um, they, uh, I think there's like nine sequels so I'm assuming that they maybe they might even do the thing where they halloween it and completely eliminate the uh eight sequels and just have it take place after the first or second one and the reason i say that is because david gordon green the director of that halloween movie is attached to direct a couple of the early episodes
1: is he doing the pilot
0: i'm assuming so all right and a couple other ones uh i I
1: feel like he's a little too high profile to be doing episodic work
0: but HBO is completely different because HBO is kind of almost like it borderlines cinema. Like
1: That's true. They're they're such high-profile streaming. Uh, like They're like the sexy network, so people might... Uh,
0: and I mean, I've noticed it, that a perception. lot more high-profile directors have taken on TV work recently just because it's fun to... Because ju- a lot yeah. more TV shows let them build their own like vision in the constraints of the show, like how Mandalorian mm-hmm. does it, where it's like their own vision but it turns out that it's just like, oh, you have... It's like, a, it's like the Marvel thing where you play in the play box, but you can do whatever you want in yeah. or in the sandbox, not play box. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this show... Uh, also, Clive Barker, the original director and author of the novel, as well as a lot of other creepy shit, he jumped on as an executive producer. And... It, and Mark Verheeden, Verheeden, I think, uh, Battlestar Galactica and Daredevil writer is going to write a couple scripts for the show. And then Michael Dougherty, who directed Trick or Treat, Krampus, and then also the, not my favorite, Godzilla, whatever the, the second one is titled.
1: Gods and Monsters? Or, go, or wait, is it God of Monsters or something like that? Something
0: like that. It wasn't my favorite, but it was cool to watch them beat the shit out of each other.
1: Who's playing Hellraiser? Have they cast it yet?
0: Um, No, but I would hope that it's the same guy.
1: Who's the original?
0: Yeah, but also someone said Sean Harris, who's the guy from um, who plays the villain in the Mission Impossible 5 and 6 movies.
1: I know nothing about the character, but I know what he looks like. I think Michael Rooker would do a great job. Also, Michael Rooker could play Freddy.
0: I could see Michael Rogers. Actually,
1: yeah, I switched my answer to that, even though that wasn't the question.
0: Um, essentially, the show just follows demonic creatures called Cenobites and their leader, Pinhead. I am familiar uh, with Cenobites. They essentially are just a group of demons that like to torture and test. that get pleasure out of torture. So essentially, they're just BDSM monsters and a lot of gruesome imagery shows up. And it's pretty cool. Honestly, it's a good movie. I actually recommend the original, and I'm excited for this show because HBO is just cranks out heat every single time they put something. I mean, they're doing a last movie show, and I can't wait.
1: They have a show called High Maintenance that I highly recommend. Nobody heard knows about it. I've
0: heard. That's really good.
1: Yeah, it's very funny. Oh, uh, you would love it. It's an anthology show.
0: Oh, I love me some anthologies. Yeah. Uh, the next story and the last story in the news is a of a downer uh uh, yesterday it was announced that i mean i don't know the word for it but i just say legend legendary actor sean connery died at the age of 90 i'm assuming from old age because i didn't see anything about how he died
1: i mean at 90 yeah most things other than like being flattened by a cement truck you die of old age
0: he uh turns out that he actually his wife said yesterday that he had dementia so he went out from that i know but uh he went peacefully on friday night in his sleep uh at his home in nassau nassau the bahamas in the
1: bahamas that's sick
0: Dude, he's been retired since 2003 when he made that the um, uh, league, league of
1: extraordinary gentlemen.
0: Yeah, he hated that movie so much he decided to never act again.
1: That's sad cuz I like that movie as a kid. I
0: actually kind of enjoyed that movie as a kid too, but I, I haven't
1: it. watched it since, but I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah. Uh that's another that's a franchise that's due for a big.
1: Yo, that like, was the the original Avengers even though it totally the avengers existed before that
0: but that's a that's a franchise that's due for a-
1: yeah a bunch of literary characters coming together for a team up movie how have they not made that into a good franchise
0: i mean it it sounds like it's due for like a netflix or hbo tv show or something like something mm, yeah. that they can do like long long uh they
1: could, long, could totally do a watchmen style mm-hmm. limited series for that
0: show um but Yeah, Sean Connery, I mean, for me personally, he is, he was the man. Like, he, my grandpa when I was younger, he kind of introduced me to James Bond. He brought over just a box full of, like, the old VHSs, and I watched them religiously. Like, Sean Connery's my Bond, so I was actually pretty, like, bummed out yesterday because I was like, like, I love all Bond, but I mean, like, Goldfinger from Russia with Love. And then even like Indiana Jones, dude. Like
1: oh, he's a, he's classic in Indiana
0: Jones. Indiana Jones. Um, he's in. I gotta watch Highlander because apparently that movie's awesome. I know. I oh think. Oh
1: my god! Uh, I just know about it from Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah,
0: when he's like, I watched the Highlander. It won, it
1: won, yeah, it won an Oscar for greatest movie ever made.
0: <laughs> I watched the Highlander <laughs> movie. It was shit. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean I just
1: Yeah, have you seen The Rock? No, He's but it's sick it, in The Rock.
0: No, it's on Hulu and that's like the one Michael Bay movie that everyone's like, yeah, this yeah, movie rules.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's sick. Um Yeah, classic line from that uh The
0: fuck the prom cream. Idea. Yeah,
1: my dad always says that line. I feel like he shouldn't <laughs> say it so much, but I mean what whatever you got to do to get you through the day.
0: I mean, just every like Sean Connery, he just every time he showed up in a movie, he just oozed like just suaveness. Cool, cool, just a cool persona. Someone that you kind of just want to model yourself after. Not some of the things he said in interviews about <laughs> shocker potential treatment of women. <laughs> a
1: sex symbol in the 60s had problematic views. I am shocked.
0: Yeah, but that's, you know, that's that. In terms of just the way he impacted you and I, we're both kind of similar in the way that we just, I mean, Sean Connery was just the man. Like, just, yeah. he rolled.
1: He yeah. was great on Celebrity Jeopardy, too.
0: I know. I loved him, especially when Suck he. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> I she held the marker <laughs> when he peed in the snow. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah rest in peace to a legend
1: shout out sean connery sir sean connery
0: or dame as i called him before the podcast oh right yeah (laughs) and thoughts and prayers to his wife even though thoughts i'm not not much of a praying man but
1: all about thoughts though yeah i I, got so many thoughts
0: i think too much Mm -hmm. and yeah i just uh Hope I'm glad that he went in peace, and he lived a pretty long life, dude. Ninety yeah. years—that's a good you fucking and,
1: crushed it. Hall of ba- Fame life,
0: and in the Bahamas, like yeah, like just going out in the Bahamas. I wish
1: I had died in the Bahamas two years ago when I was there.
0: I wish you didn't, because we still got to make a Razzie-winning picture. That's true. Uh I met a
1: I met a cat in the Bahamas.
0: <laughs> what was it? What was the cat's name?
1: Uh, we called him Yeezy, Yeezy like it's Kanye.
0: Steve Miller, <laughs> the Steve Miller Band. Um, all right, he liked
1: me, but may have given me rabies. We never got the test back. All right, moving on. Psycho versus Psycho. Is this the right time?
0: I'm actually trying to think. Is there anything else that we talk about? I mean, the news. Yeah. The news was quick today, so I think it wasn't that, much. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why we can just go, yeah we can just jump right in. And the-
1: Oscar Isaac getting cast as Moon Knight.
0: Yes, Oscar Isaac cast his Moon Knight in the... I knew morning.
1: it before anyone else.
0: And I may have known it from someone that I know. His name rhymes with... Dick.
1: Dick Madsen. Dick Madsen. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm excited for that Moon Knight show. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's going to be sick.
0: I'm just excited to talk about Psycho. Let's jump into Psycho. Psycho, Psycho. So, all right. Um, we first you started with the the original, obviously, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I, so. I thought though it would have been funny if I started with the 1991,
0: 98 one, and then ended up liking that one more. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into. I'll just read down a little bit of the uh, stuff about the movie, and then I'll read the this quick synopsis. So, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's just hit horror film. Uh, came out in 1960 from Paramount Pictures it was a I thought it was a, Universal no Universal owns the rights to it now oh. but it was originally a Paramount movie so like my Blu-ray Disregard. when it comes up, Universal is who um,
1: they have distribution over it
0: yeah but then when it starts yeah. it's like the old Paramount logo gotcha. uh, the film stars Anthony Perkins and Janet Leigh who is actually Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Uh, I did know that. I'm glad. And it centers on, the account- on an encounter between a female embezzler on the run, Marion Crane, and Norman Bates, the shy proprietor of a secluded old motel and its aftermath. Uh, that's actually a pretty good synopsis, honestly, for like not giving anything away.
1: Yeah, Norman Bates is a nice, quiet man, a little odd with all the birds
0: this was um, yeah the bird we'll get into the bird yeah the uh this is a movie that at first was very mixed and controversial when it came out because due to its um showcase of sexuality in a film it was pretty groundbreaking for it showing like two people sleeping in the same bed a woman in revealing yeah clothing.
1: that was also, a big uh big deal
0: also fucking weird thing, but apparently it was the one of the first movies to show a toilet flushing. <laughs> which is oh. like a huge thing. You know what?
1: I remember that when I took a class on Hitchcock. Um, yeah. I I skipped class the day we watched this movie, but I was there for the discussion afterwards.
0: It was a uh, yeah, it was a it's a weird thing that they didn't show. I mean it, it's not like there was like fucking turds in the toilet. She was flushing some paper.
1: It would have been pretty funny, though. If in, in the, the Gus Van Zandt one, he, there was just a log sitting there.
0: <laughs> and it got clogged. And, she, <laughs> yeah. and Norman Bates was like, ah, fuck. It's the long. one the
1: one time they go off script is just that. And then back, uh, back to the original.
0: But, yeah, I mean, this movie is considered now one of the greatest movies ever made. One of the best horror movies. Hitchcock's one of his top movies that he made. Uh... I'll also stand by that because I've seen a couple of Hitchcock's movies and I mean this movie it, to me the original one bearing a couple of the of the things that it does in terms of like you know the $40,000 being a plot point and stuff it works pretty well as like a like a modern movie like, like most of it kind of feels like it could have been made today
1: yeah I mean there's like some things obviously with technology would change it but the general woman on the run plot, and then psycho killer thing, and I think it translates.
0: Yeah, and I think like the way that Hitchcock shoots the movie, the way that it unfolds, even some of the conversations that are had don't feel like that old timey like dialogue that usually shows yeah. up in movies. It feels like stuff that normal people would say. Like it, it, you know, what I'm talking about how like older movies would have weird dialogue patterns. Yeah,
1: they talked like fucking crazy people like yeah and this they oh, talk I see you come for dinner in the, blah, yeah. blah, blah.
0: like like Norman Bates talks Shut like up. a pretty normal guy who just has mommy issues and Marion Crane like the one thing I'll say and we'll get into the remake is I do think like Gus Van Sant amped up a little bit more of like the BBC
1: the what of it
0: so like it like the characters being a little, like like the, the cowboy dude who bought the house was a little bit more creepy and like like oh yeah Marion a little more and then the 1960s version, I think Hitchcock did a like a thing where he kind of like, he, he kind of hinted at it more so than he actually like showcased, like being very blatant with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I personally like this movie for 95% of it. I think it's pretty great. And then I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I know why it's there. I don't like the ending
1: what the the shot I, of, no i
0: i love the shot i don't like the psychiatrist explaining everything but i know it's because oh, of the 1960s yeah. audience like that's that is why they did it like they did it because they did they needed to lay it out for people and
1: yeah and yeah it, i think it would have been fine if they just ended it with a shot of but him, it's
0: it's the same but, thing christopher nolan does with his movies where he kind of will explain stuff that like people yeah
1: like the not prestige nothing. kind yeah. of
0: well, I think The Prestige is like the only movie that kind of works where like explaining everything because magic's one of those things you could people sound smarter than they actually are. Yeah. Like you can make, but like Interstellar does it and like a lot of those other movies where like you're seeing something happen mm-hmm. and then a the character will explain the same thing, but he'll yeah. do it in like a more like he'll almost like lay out everything that you just saw. So that and then like I know yeah. that Hitchcock, I think Hitchcock's even said like or like it's been said that that's why he had to do that cuz he didn't want he needed people to understand like being like cross dressing and things like that were very like taboo back yeah. in the I mean then.
1: Hitchcock had a lot of uh homoerotic undertones in his movies and mm-hmm. that was like um sort of like his way of pushing the boundaries and like saying fuck the like the production code.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't know if, I don't know if you
1: saw Rope, but that movie's gay as fuck.
0: No, I I've um, I've I haven't seen it, but I know that that's essentially what, what it's about. Like that's, yeah. that's the big like undertone in the movie. And I mean I and same and with Strangers the, on a
1: Train. That's my favorite Hitchcock
0: movie. I love Strangers on a Train. Uh yeah. that's probably mine too. Psycho's probably my I I don't know, I don't know. I like Rear Window, too. It's pretty good. One.
1: It's tough to pick.
0: But yeah, I'll say that for for being a movie from the 1960s this movie holds up damn near like great for what yeah it's,
1: it's probably great. yeah the best you could hope for of a movie that is
0: yeah it doesn't feel like it's it, 60 years old and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like like most of it ha- Like Hitchcock had this thing and like Strangers on the Train does it too with the big um the big set piece at the end with the merry-go-round yeah it like he he shot movies, like how directors shoot movies now, where like there's a lot yeah. like they're bigger change the game yeah, he's ahead, he was ahead of his time, honestly, and that's where I think that this movie kind of i mean I would say that this movie influenced... it did influence Halloween even so much as to uh casting the daughter of J- Janet Lee in the lead
1: yeah, true, I mean and, it is pretty crazy that uh janet lee was such like an iconic horror uh character and then her daughter goes on to be one. well too.
0: here's the weird thing and we've talked about this hitchcock not known to be a real nice guy
1: <laughs> yeah no pretty
0: much a piece and of shit. apparently he told janet lee after this movie like you'll never be cast in something again because people will know you from from my movie and like he essentially said like your career shot now that you were in psycho and it kind of was she yeah. wasn't she like this was like her only big thing. Like this was her big movie, and then she kind of like disappeared.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I mean that happened with a lot of uh Hitchcock girls.
0: Well, there was a it, it was something about him. Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: yeah. You, you wonder why? What a coincidence!
0: But yeah, I I thought this movie was really well done. Obviously, it's one of the best horror movies ever made. It, although I will say, it doesn't. It's not a horror movie until the last like. 35 minutes like
1: it's it's just tension like yeah it's it's really a thriller until it gets scary at the end yeah i mean it's creepy like norm bates is a fucking creep and i'll i'll say a bird office man
0: when um arbogast right that's arbogast yeah arbogast when he walks up the stairs and uh Norman runs out dressed as his mother and oh the, that shot face, was so
1: fucking scary
0: it actually like got me like it made me jump because yeah. I forgo- I had forgotten about it and then like the fact that a movie that's 60 years old can still make you jump like that is yeah
1: it was just so like matter of fact the way like it's like the the top down yeah he just emerges and, out of there like and the robot. really loud
0: and the really yeah, loud yeah. piece of the score like that's what yeah that's, the that's, stabs that's how a jump scare is supposed to be it's not yeah. supposed to be like false if you're going to show some scary you show something scary and
1: i mean yeah like the hitchcock scores um of like that high pitched like -er, or whatever influenced so many horror movies and basically Mm -hmm. that's what jump scares we have now are based on
0: but it's crazy um should we wait to talk about the birds or after we talk about the remake or do you want to talk about the birds right now
1: I mean, I, I feel like we should just kind of jump back and forth between the two because they're the same movie, essentially. All
0: right, well, let me just give the rundown of the remake and then we'll yeah. just discuss both. Uh, so, Psycho was a Gus Van Zandt remake, actually.
1: Oh, and, really? And I didn't guess, know that.
0: And I mean, like, a remake. It was shot for shot, a remake.
1: Yeah, the original film was the storyboard.
0: Uh, which is nuts. It came out in 1998. It was, like I said, directed by Gus Van Zandt. It stars a fucking stellar-ass cast. Vince Vaughn, Julianne Moore, Vigo Mortensen, William H. Macy, Ann Hetch, and like... Flea. Uh, Flea. And Robert Forster as the second guy. Oh, yeah. again, just showing yeah. up and pitching some heat. And actually made me like that scene more in the remake than it did. Yeah, I before.
1: think the remake version of the scene was better than the Although Anthony Perkins, I think, did a better job on, of the final shot
0: yes. than Vince Vaughn. Yep. Uh and it follows the same plot. And they actually reused Bernard Herman's musical score. And then they kind of just like Danny Elfman came in and kind of recorded a couple new yeah. arrangements. Uh the script carried over, and it is literally a shot for shot just in color. And it's set mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety-eight instead of nineteen sixty. But what I'll say is all right. How did you feel about the remake? Because the remake is known to be not great, re- greatly received. It was a critical and commercial failure. It actually received three Golden Raspberry nominations and one in the categories of worst remake and worst director. And Anne Hesch was nominated for worst actress.
1: I will say I did not care for Anne Hesch.
0: I don't think she was that great in the movie.
1: I I feel like she really stood out amongst the cast as like oh. why are you here? Sorry if that's mean. Um, no, I. But it, all the other actors are like pretty accomplished.
0: But it's not even that. It's that well she had do a good like, job. She had a thing, and I remember her. I think she was a big deal in the '90s, and then kind looks of looks very '90s. Up. Um, but it's not even that she like kind of feels out of place now with like the the prestigeness of the cast it's the fact that i just don't think i think janet lee was a way better marion crane than her i think janet lee and Hesh
1: didn't have that like the like killer instinct or whatever i mean obviously not a killer but like the cunning
0: janet lee can can come off she comes off like she's smart and has a killer instinct like you said and is able to be cunning but also she has this like warmness and like almost like you understand her motivation for Anne hesh just seems like it feels very it, fe- it felt very random like it felt like she was just pissed off like the whole yeah time. like and i get it like mode like uh the way the plot unfolds yes I'll say that that's true. She should be pissed off because she's getting like yeah. sexually harassed at work, but it's like her mannerisms are weird and like, I don't know. just felt very, I don't know. She she was my least favorite part of the movie.
1: Yeah. I I just didn't really care for her performance. Like mm-hmm. on the flip side, I thought Julianne Moore was better than Vera Miles. I thought I Julianne Vera Miles are, is like a legend, but Julianne, Julianne Moore, Moore was
0: that. awesome in that movie. And Viggo Mortensen, I loved his like Southern twang that he had with his yeah. performance.
1: He was I mean, sick.
0: I mean, Vigo's Vigo's the man. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's. He's obviously it's crazy because I just I thought he I thought his first performance was um, Aragorn. I didn't know that he was in this.
1: I didn't know he was in it either, and yeah. it blew my mind when yeah. he also, shows up in the beginning.
0: Also, Gus Van Sant being like it's 1998 and just popping an ass shot in the beginning of the movie and being yeah, like, I know. yeah there's there's some nudity in my okay, movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> tough guy <laughs> Gus Van Sant. <laughs> but, there are no breaks in this train man we're gonna show an ass
0: shot <laughs> but the thing i'll say is um besides Ann hesh i think the remake is a cool experiment i mean it's yeah. uh, it's apparently it wasn't gu- like universal being like we want to remake psycho it was gus van san essentially being like i would like to remake psycho but i want to yeah. shoot it shot for shot
1: yeah it's a cool experiment to see like is there a, a, like a, an intangible to a film or can you just shot for shot beat for beat remake a movie and it'll still be good and i would I, say not like a failed experiment it de- it didn't have the same je ne sais quoi that's I mean, french for i don't know
0: the, the thing that i said to you was that it felt like a um it felt like going to a broadway musical
1: yeah it was like a theater performance
0: and then there's the original cast and that's like the best version of the Mm -hmm. of the production
1: yeah because they are the roles
0: but then someone else fills in and decides to try to redo it and it's not that it's it's not it wasn't bad i still enjoyed the re. it was weird i watched the remake literally back to back from the original and i wasn't bored of the original or of the remake even though it was the same movie. Like I still felt like I was watching something different, even though it was the same thing, if that makes sense.
1: I was a little bored at times, like the beginning, like the setup, just because it's like, yeah, I know how we, we got to do all this exposition. She's running away.
0: But I do love in the beginning of the remake, how like Gus Van Zandt definitely tried to implement a little bit more R ratedness. And you just hear the people thumping upstairs, just banging away. And like, but like, the weird thing is that Ann Hesch mar- is Marion Green and Viggo Mortensen. Um, oh, I forget his name. It's, um, Sam Loomis, which actually it's funny because now Dr. Loomis from Halloween, Sam Loomis. Oh yeah. But, uh, he, uh, they don't acknowledge the fact that someone's just getting their, their fuck on upstairs. Like, I, I don't know if I'm maybe like,
1: it's a regular thing.
0: If I'm like the person who, if I'm in a place, like I remember in college or something, you would hear like someone just getting pounded. You would, you'd point it out and be like, shut up or keep it, keep it down. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> well, keep it up. Hey man. Yeah. Keep it up. You, Some people like it. Good filler noise. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd say like the setup, but once it gets to like, once it gets to her running away and like the entire like trading the car and getting to the Bates motel i think it really kicks into gear and
1: yeah the, I, I liked the it was very cool to watch the, the bates motel sequence of cuz that's like so iconic in the original like the bird office can i say my piece on the bird office too yes um i don't want to go too much into like the comparisons but the second i got to the fucking bird office i'd be out of there Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, he seems like a nice, polite guy, but a creep nonetheless. And then his office is full of dead birds. What kind of psycho has dead birds everywhere? That's why they called the movie Psycho.
0: Yep, <laughs> feel good.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck birds.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't subscribe to the Alfred- whole birds are run by Alfred- the Fox. government thing, Alfred- but I don't like. Birds. Loves birds the birds he does um i'll say that was janet lee in the birds
1: <laughs> uh believe so it was tippy hedren and then janet lee was like the mom or something
0: no it was it, it was um janet lee was not in the birds
1: oh fuck who was the mom it was another hitchcock girl
0: jessica tandy uh, no no it wasn't jessica tandy Yeah, it was Jessica Tandy. <laughs> nice. Anyway, a yeah.
1: couple of experts here. We know movies.
0: Anyway, uh, no one's into taxidermy unless you're a fucking madman, okay?
1: Or Steve Carell in Dinner for Schmucks, then it's Taxi- totally innocent. But like, that's mice.
0: First, if I'm Norman Bates, how? Do you not pull the classic like I like stuffing things if you know what I mean while he's in the office <laughs> to Mary. Yeah, I
1: mean if he's hitting on Marion Crane, he didn't do a good job.
0: I know. And then, then saying Mechianna's you eat
1: like, like a bird is not
0: You eat like, like a bird. You must not you it's must It's not be, a
1: line, man. You
0: must never have any downtime in your life. He essentially insults you her. You don't have an
1: empty moment in your life, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he essentially insults her. He's in a total life.
1: fucking incel.
0: And then and then he. And Gus Van Sant decided, like, to not allude to the fact that he's gonna beat off, but he just you hear Vince Vaughn just <laughs> cranking it. Yeah, and uh, it makes the scene. I will say, so Vince Vaughn's performance was a lot more intimidating because Vince Vaughn's like a six foot four, like, brute of a man, and he, yeah, and he definitely plays the performance a little bit more creepy than. I Anthony wish
1: he would have played it like he does Wedding Crashers, with the like that fast paced like you know you know like I can't do yeah. the cadence but you know what I'm talking about yeah it was you weird put in a clip here of him like like yeah. some classic Vince Vaughn thing I'll,
0: I'll pull the clip from Wedding Crashers when he tells Wilson he's like I'm a cocksman <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah no, and, like uh, Norman was a little bit more of a creep in this one like he was a little bit more intimidating it was definitely I feel like the thing that kind of hurt the movie a little bit more is that I feel like Marion would have definitely kind of got a vibe of like, I should just go drive a little bit more. Yeah. Because this guy, it's, it's just her at this hotel with this dude. like in the Yeah, original, the
1: fact that there were no other guests should have been a red flag.
0: In the original one, it you can understand why Marion would stay because Anthony Perkins Norman Bates kind of feels like he feels just like a normal funky dude like he just feels like a weirdo who's like trying to be nice trying to give her some food.
1: Yeah, he's like socially awkward, but not his mom's a pain a, in
0: the ass, yeah. and and Marion feels bad, and he's like, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, and then, he's
1: just like a beta cuck, and he's a total little mama's boy.
0: No, and Norman Bates in nineteen ninety eight yeah. as Vince Vaughn is an incel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Um. yeah in terms of like I don't know I guess the thing I like better in the original one is I like I think I just like how it's like that's the one like that's the one I'll always know regardless of being there being a remake that's in color like I just think the black and white version just it feels more like that's psycho
1: yeah um, I liked like I mean obviously the color palette is black and white but I like the the cinematography of the original better.
0: Yeah, I do too. I didn't
1: care for the colors in Gus Van Sant's. I like the. I, way- I don't know. Maybe it's just too nineties looking.
0: No, I like the way. The only thing I'll say is I do like the way he makes the bathroom look when she dies when she gets the, the bathroom. bathroom
1: was good. I didn't care for like uh, Sam's shop or.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I didn't really
0: love the um, like the Bates Mattel office and shit. Yeah, no, I think the I think the I think the original obviously does a lot of these things better, just because like that's it's the original. Yeah, those things
1: are also iconic now.
0: Yeah, no, that was the thing is like when you see the Bates Motel, I was wondering when she pulls up, is it going to be the same type of sign? And no, it's actually like a modernized like Bates Motel sign. The hotel yeah. says motel on on the building, like it, it feels like it's like a '90s motel as opposed to it being like the iconic like neon Bates Motel sign that like you just like you just see that sign you know that that's like that's psycho like that's Mm -hmm. um but I do like the the ending scene more I like the ending scene with the psychiatrist explaining uh the dual personality disorder that that Norman has I don't like the final shot of Vince Vaughn just because like I don't know. I think Anthony Perkins' shot is so iconic that recreating that and Vince Vaughn—the way and it, it, there's a cut in the middle of it where like Vince, like Vince looks, he's like looking down, and then he cuts yeah. to him looking up, and then it's more of a zoom. It's more of a slow um zoom into a more a slow dolly and zoom into uh Anthony Perkins, and I just think that works for tension more, and it also it. It gets yeah. it gets the point of the scene across as opposed to them just doing a cut. And I feel like it's because they just couldn't get the shot to match yeah, it up right. Yeah,
1: yeah. The slow move, the slow camera move is what creates the tension. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, we are a fan of the of the blonde wig though on bids.
1: Yeah, blonde wig looks sick. He should do that for another role. I think there's serious potential there.
0: Psycho two electric boogaloo. <laughs>
1: Yo, can I talk about my ideas for a 2020 remake of Psycho?
0: We can. Just one more thing before we get into that. Um, and then what was there was one other thing that I that I was thinking that I like more in the remake. Um, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna remember. It's just it was something. Julian
1: do, Moore. Oh no, we already talked about that.
0: It was something to do with the ending scene, but I think it was just. Um, I think Shout
1: it was William H. Macy. Wait, he
0: was he, good. right? He was. He was at Arbogast.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he. I thought he was pretty good.
0: No, he shows up. Him and he,
1: getting killed. His his death scene was kind of funny.
0: Oh no, that was what I was gonna say. Uh, the thing I didn't. The thing that got me first was when Vince Vaughn laughs in this first scene. He does. Oh. He does his like Vince Vaughn like. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was like, that's
1: where I wanted like old school wedding crashers. That Vince Vaughn to come
0: out. He started, but his giggle he has like I don't know if it's just like an inside joke I've made before, but like any time Vince Vaughn does, it's like ah, I just start shitting my pants. Like I just it just didn't like at first it took me off off like it took me out of out of the moment for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, that's Vince Vaughn. Yeah,
1: it's Vince Vaughn, man. You're not Norm Bates.
0: But uh, all right, jump into your yeah, the before, TVs before in you jump in old school before you jump into your. 2020 just give me a second because i want to plug in my i gotta plug in my computer my battery drains really bad for some reason okay so i'm just gonna migrate over here okay lake plaza in the background sick um can you hear me still like do i sound okay
1: yeah i mean you sound the same to me
0: okay right good now. that's what we want um good yeah all right uh yeah so jump into your your 2020 version now because i'm curious to see we already talked about who we would put as Norma, yeah and i like well,
1: I, I have two ideas uh Realistically I lean towards the first,
0: but the second one I think would be amazing.
1: Uh Andrew Garfield just looks just like Anthony Perkins.
0: Yep, this would be a Blumhouse movie too, obviously, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Like a Blumhouse and I don't think I would want it to be like a shot for shot, although it would be hilarious if there are three movies that are exactly the same.
0: I would want someone to kinda of see if they can do something different. Yeah. If there's a shot for shot already. But also like that's where you run the risk of it not being like where people start really being like, why would you even try? Yeah, and it's a, not even a movie at that point. It's at le- just yeah, at least a shopper shop. At least for a shopper shop or shot remake, it's just like kind of funny. <laughs> it's just like yeah. just like yeah, because Gus was like, "Why'd you do this?" and he was just like, "Why the hell not?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So Andrew Garfield would actually Andrew Garfield in and, um. He kind of plays that character in under the silver lake, not not like Norman Bates, but he plays mm-hmm. kind of like a weird like conspiracy theorist in selfishish yeah. not in Celish guy because he definitely he gets he gets his fuck on in that movie a couple
1: oh, times. I just thought of a great idea actually uh Jake Hall as Norman Bates. I think uh, he would kill that.
0: I think he's too a little too old now, but I think like. Shut 10, your mouth. 10, no, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but I think 10 years ago, Jake Gyllenhaal would have been fucking unreal. Like, like
1: Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal?
0: You no, know, he yeah. might not be that old. He might be okay. He he's sh- like 40. he loses his weight and shaves down a little bit, he could probably. But that's the thing is like Nightcrawler is just kind of like. He kind of plays Norma Bates a little.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so my actual second one, which is hilarious and also could be a revelation, John Mulaney could totally nail it as as uh norman bates
0: well anthony perkins was originally he's like a singer like he was a singer back in the day like he was it was weird to see him in the in the role so like that would make sense. yeah
1: and i think like john mulaney has a persona so people would see him it's like oh it's john mulaney and then like oh he's fucking crazy
0: well comedians cast as like creepy characters is always like really interesting to me because that's that's where i feel like you get those really iconic performances mm. is someone playing like super against type. so i, I was, really
1: liked uh robin williams in insomnia, insomnia. That, yeah
0: that's, that's people, people
1: didn't thinking. like that movie but i thought it was pretty good
0: no i watched it again before tenet and i fucking love that movie i think it's yeah. one of his underrated um mm. but no, I like the John Mulaney one. I like the Andrew Garfield one more, though, just because like, I feel like that would make more sense for them to cast. But also... Yeah,
1: in a real movie, that's who they would cast. John Mulaney would be fun.
0: But also, wild card here. Let's hear it. Ready? So, I personally think that uh, if you're going to go really crazy, Jonathan Majors as Norman Bates.
1: Whoa. Really riding the hype train off Lovecraft Country,
0: but I think he and Kang, but I think he has like I think he has that potential in him, and he also like in in the Five Bloods he plays like a like a son with with parent parental issues, Ooh. and I just think like he would make a really cool Norman uh, Bates if you wanted to kind of like really like go for something different. Then I could see Jonathan Majors playing and. um... Alright, who would you cast as who would you cast as Marion?
1: Marion Crane. Um Honestly, I feel like uh like a Chloe Grace Moretz or someone who's been like like a former child star doing a serious role. Because I feel like that raises the impact of them dying halfway through the movie. Because a big part of Psycho when it first came out was that they killed off the like the leading lady which had never happened before
0: I'm trying to think i could see chloe grace Moretz. i feel like she has she i think she's a good actress so i think she'd be able to pull it off yeah i
1: haven't seen the i don't know if her new movie shadow in the cloud or whatever it's called came out yet but i have not seen it
0: the one that's like it's like a war movie isn't it
1: yeah i think so i think it's world war ii um I'm
0: trying to think i don't know um I'm trying to think who i would cast because I feel like you have you're onto something with it being a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's it it has to be someone who's like mildly big, so it can't be. It, um, see, if I was going to go really crazy, I would pull like a Margot Robbie.
1: That was my initial thought. I feel like she would do a good job as um, as
0: Marion's sister, Lila. Yeah. Is that the character's name, Lila? Lila, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know what? You know who'd actually make a really good Lila? Let's hear it. Tessa Thompson.
1: Mm, I could dig it. Yeah. Tessa Thompson as Lila, Zendaya as...
0: Marion Crane. Marion Crane. Look it. Game over. That's it. That movie
1: makes a billion
0: dollars. No, it makes $4 billion and, and starts a psycho franchise. Again.
1: And it starts a new country for the studio that makes it because they make so much fucking money.
0: Um, who, would, who would you have play uh, Sam Loomis? Uh,
1: Viggo Mortensen probably, again.
0: Again? Perfect, just, perfect casting. Just older Viggo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody mentions it that he's got like 20 years on this woman.
0: You know who'd actually make a really good uh, Sam? Yep Chris Pine. That would. Yeah. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. Just because you know how much I love Chris Pine, I feel yeah. like he 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 actually has that. He he has that classic like older guy, like yeah. older movie star kind of um, charisma to him. Yeah, Wild.
1: if we're going old movie star charisma, Hank Cavill. I oh, mean, okay. I I think he's a little too like hulking and intimidating to to do this role. Yeah, but I mean, he's got this the smooth charm to do it.
0: The Rock. <laughs> uh,
1: there, yeah. There, we should also do like a, a twenty twenty steroids version where it's The Rock as Norman Bates, and um, Gina Carano as Marion Crane. Just everyone's huge.
0: And ugh, but in Ronda all, Ronda
1: Rousey is Lila. I'm just going UFC fighters and now.
0: And Diesel is Sam Loomis. <laughs> yeah. The um. I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know, I think I would go Chris Pine or potentially trying to think someone like All right. Yeah, no. I, I'm, uh, I'm...
1: I just thought of a way too obvious Norman Bates. Who? Timothy Chalamet.
0: Yeah. It's too obvious though. Yeah. Um all right, Arbogast and then I think that's we've hit all the all the key casting.
1: We should also recast Flea.
0: I was going to go. Except
1: Flea, Flea should just play his own character again.
0: No, it should and be. And he a, should have way more lines. No, it should be. Uh, someone else from the Red Hot Chili Peppers will play. Flea. Oh, Chad
1: Smith, the drummer.
0: We'll play Flea as yes. the guy in the shop.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think his name was Bob something, but I forget.
0: Yeah, go uh, go get some lunch, Bob. I brought it. Well, why don't you go walk away and eat it? <laughs> um. All right, Arbogast, and
1: then that's I think that's Arbogast. That's tough. Like I don't really know what that character is.
0: He's a private eye.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I know that, but like, in in a modern movie, who is that?
0: Daniel Craig as uh, nice I thought character.
1: of it. I I thought of it with the, the twang. second. Yeah, the second you said private eye, that was my first thought. Uh, who's an interesting actor?
0: Brad Pitt. <laughs> No, really. Like I think. I mean,
1: he could do that, actually.
0: Yeah, but I think it's got to be someone a little bit more seasoned. But Brad Pitt's also almost like sixty, so I mean, it's kinda-
1: Brad Pitt's seasoned now. Yeah, he's just too fancy.
0: Uh, I'm just looking at maybe my Jake is uh,
1: uh maybe, maybe Jake Gyllenhaal can do the detective
0: from Prisoners, where he has yeah. the blanket, where he's fucking blinks all the time. Yeah. Uh, or someone out there. I feel like Russell Crowe would make a good Arbogast.
1: You just like him and the nice guys. <laughs> I, I saw the nice
0: guys on my shelf, and I was yeah. like, I was either him or Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling could be a good Sam Loomis. Yeah, well, he could be a good Norman and, Bates. And and he's and he's in he's in Blumhouse's fucking pocket right now because he's doing the fucking um, what's that horror movie he's doing with Lee Winnell? Is it this? Is it the it's a monster movie.: First man. Yes. Second man.: Yes. No, he's doing the Wolf Man.:
1: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so he's in,
0: he's in Blumhouse's fucking pocket, so he could just be Norman Arbogast. <laughs> uh Yeah, th- that's our cast right there, I honestly. Yeah. or Will Smith as <laughs> Marion Crane.
1: Yep, love it.
0: Okay. The, uh... Uh,
1: can i say like what my idea for an actual 2020 like norman bates type movie would be like
0: like the what your synopsis would be yeah like
1: I, I texted you about it yeah
0: yeah
1: like so i think the the story of everything that happens off screen with norman bates the 10 years prior and i know there's the tv show i believe that this is not touched upon but the shit norman bates does like when he kills his mom and then there's 10 years after that. Uh, I think it's basically like the movie Split, uh, just exploring the split personality thing. Just him but like it's it's breaking, one-to-one.
0: Essentially, and then maybe lead, right, and then the twist of the movie is Split. Like like Split, and then it turns out that it leads to Marion Green driving up to the hotel right at the end of the movie. And then it like essentially kind of leads into a Psycho.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could do a twist that's like Split I mean, the only, the only thing you could do is this movie would never get made, but it would be like it's just a movie about a guy with a split personality. And then, like, oh, midway through well, the movie, you find well, out he owns a motel and he kills someone there.
0: Well, no, I, was, I wasn't saying it had to be exactly like, but I was just saying, like, the movie at the, like, it, it the plot unfolds. And then right at the end of the movie, North, oh,
1: like the way that split impacts Unbreakable or whatever. Yeah.
0: Like, you see, you see marion's car pulling up to the hotel and norman like gives a little grin and then maybe like the last shot of the movie is like exactly like psycho where you kind of see like or like maybe he looks over and like there's a wig sitting on the fucking counter or something (laughs) i don't know or like some some crazy like oh shit moment except like no one has seen psycho that's our age (laughs) because no one watches old movies so
1: I mean, I think people are aware of Psycho in general in pop culture.
0: Like, I knew the twist before I saw Psycho. Yeah,
1: the shower scene and him being his own mom.
0: Speaking is, of the, uh, yeah,
1: is well known. I think I love
0: that plot. By the way, for you, I I don't know if it goes into I don't know if it goes into that in the show, but if it doesn't, then fuck it. Uh, okay. The <laughs> last th- the last thing I'll say, and then I think that's uh, I think we touched on everything in Psycho pretty much.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, there's probably stuff that we missed, but.
0: Oopsie Eh. doopsie! It's a Uh, sixty-year-old
1: movie. There's a lot to talk about.
0: um, Have you ever seen Looney Tunes back in action with Brendan Fraser?
1: (laughs) Yes, but I was a boy, so I don't recall much of it. There's a
0: scene where um, it's a pretty bad movie, but there's a scene. There's a scene. Well, it's good for like nostalgia, but it's not a great movie. (laughs) I I find it entertaining though, with the whole like weird James Bond plot and. anyway there's a scene where i think brendan frazier walks into the shower like walks into the bathroom and bugs bunny's taking a shower and he opens it and the psycho scene happens oh, and he nice. squirts hershey's syrup all over uh, which is like which yeah. is like a callback to uh, that's
1: how i did it yeah. Um,
0: yeah and yeah i always find that scene really funny that's what that's what i think of when i think of the psycho scene but yeah psycho um would you recommend the remake
1: uh yeah i think it's worth watching i think
0: it's not the one you should watch only i think you should watch the original and then watch the remake
1: yeah yeah yeah, definitely
0: because Um. i actually had run i had made the mistake of seeing the old boy remake by spike lee before i saw the original old Mm. boy and the old boy spike lee one is not that awesome like it kind of omits like that's a movie where they tried to do something different in that it seems like he cut out like 45 minutes of the movie to streamline Mm. it for American audiences. (laughs) But uh, this one, I would say watch it after you've seen the original and it's fun just to do a little bit, like see someone else kind of not, not even put their own twist on it. Just like, essentially it's the ultimate amount of respect to Hitchcock that he was just like, I can't do my own thing. I'm going to remake the movie exactly the way it was.
1: Yeah it's an interesting experiment and uh yeah i think he learned the de- like the desired the desired outcome was to learn something and he learned that you can't just recreate a movie there's a certain soul to it
0: yeah that, that's what, that's what uh, that i'd say it. the movie the remake of psycho was missing the original hitchcock soul yeah but I think as a movie, it does. It was at least entertaining to sit through and watch. And like, I actually did appreciate like seeing it. Like, I didn't like hate seeing. It. It's not. Yeah. It's not golden raspberry bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's a quick movie. It's like a hundred minutes. It's actually
0: five minutes shorter than the original. Oh, right. that's the last thing I want to say about Psycho, and then we'll jump into our pitches and wrap this episode up. Um, but. I didn't really like the weird dream sequences that were intercut with the murders.
1: Yeah, that was odd. And I didn't totally get what it was supposed to mean.
0: Yeah. It felt like Gus Van Zandt was trying to be artsy in that moment and it just didn't work. Yeah. I think at that point, like you've committed to redoing the whole movie, how it is. Don't throw in your own little splashes, especially in the scenes that everyone wants to see. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, true. The um, iconic moments.
0: Yeah, it just felt very out of place. But yeah, that's it. Psycho. I'd recommend the remake. Highly recommend the original. It's one of the best uh, and most influential movies I think ever made. And yeah, I think we I think we did a good job of hitting on it, hitting the yeah. nail on the head, or the psycho in the shower. Sure. Alright, uh, last thing is we'll jump into our pitches and I will go this week first because right. I actually have a pretty okay pitch this week I think. Oh, and, uh, awesome. And then I, I have to
1: find to... mine somewhere in my okay. notes.
0: Yours was the one that you were supposed to go into last week.
1: I forget what that is.
0: It was something about you wanting to re- redo a franchise that says the iconic line, I'll be back.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. I remembered because I listened to it when I was editing. But, all right. Nice. So, mine is a little horror-based. Obviously, it'll be a, a group of kids journey into the woods because there's an urban legend. And it's not really it's not really known what this legend is. It's just these kids keep hearing. So, essentially, it kind of is... It's not a found footage movie, but it's the same lead-up as... Um, the Blair Witch Project where kids kind of hear this like urban myth in this town and they go into the woods to try to like be dumb kids and try to find this urban legend. Even though they're warned, don't do it. It's not a good idea. Um, Classic. Yeah. So the journey in the woods and the movie takes place all in this like weird wooded area, like just, just a big wilderness. And uh, as they're, you know, they're finding weird things, they're finding little hints, um, they find a chain necklace with, uh, with a couple little, little, little charms on it. Ooh. I know you're intrigued now, right?
1: I like where this is going.
0: <laughs> and then they start to look and as they, they're essentially going to like this X marks the spot type territory in the middle of the forest and they find this pot. Oh, fuck yeah. This pot of gold. And, and they're like, oh shit this is the pot of gold that I'm thinking of. Like, this is what everyone was talking about. And then you would hear like some, some laughing a little bit of like, or something like that. And then they turn around, fun. they turn around and it's, Vince fun as Norman Bates. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. It's not. But, uh, and then it's this little man. He's wearing a green outfit.
1: It's peculiar
0: and he has fucking sideburns got orange hair and he walks up and he says what are you doing standing near my lucky charms and then it turns out this is the trailer and it's a fucking horror version of the lucky charms cereal <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> did you like that cuz i came up with it the other day when i was looking for something to pitch and i saw a box of lucky charms in my cabinet
1: i did and did you I'll think that you... was going Yes, but I only know that because I'll tell you the full details after work, but for my job, I know that they're working on a lucky charms movie. Like e1 is is uh, putting it together and they're like they're they're hearing pitches now, so maybe they'll hear this
0: and Wait. they'll want to
1: take it that direction.
0: Wait, yo, firstly, if someone fucking hears my pitch, I want I know right I want creative I want some type of creative credit here. I know this is not how it works and people are going to steal this idea. <laughs> I'm not giving them permission to steal this idea. I, I, if I'm, I'm fucking... I won't be producing credit if someone comes <laughs> through because an R-rated horror fucking... I, I don't know if it'd be R-rated. So is
1: it like the Leprechaun, like the, the horror movie, The Leprechaun, plus Lucky Charms?
0: That's exactly what I... Nice. It it's, just, it's just using a brand name to make a Leprechaun remake.
1: Yo, you could do something fun with the charms though and do like a Infinity Stones kind of quest for it where That's,
0: that's kind of what I was thinking. Like
1: evil lucky. You know? I didn't
0: essentially think a hundred percent into like what the charms would signify, but I kind of thought like that would be part of the plot. Oh,
1: I like it. I, I have a I have a yes and for you. That's what we call it an improv. Uh <laughs> so like each of the kids takes a charm. They like they they're like oh we got to split up to run away from Leprechaun, and basically Lucky is Thanos getting each one of the charms and they're the Infinity Stones essentially, but he also like murders these kids. So it's kind of like each time he gets one.
0: So he's kind of I think it's kind of like Pennywise and It like it's almost like that yeah like he essentially be the Pennywise in this story. So yeah. essentially we have we got an It style movie with with snappy kids we got an Avengers style infinity stone quest. We got a brand name and cereal and we got a killer leprechaun. All right. If I don't get any, that movie fans,
1: would I mean, make a billion
0: dollars. Yeah. And it would be, it would be huge. Like, and you
1: know, 10 Oscars.
0: And you know who would play the fucking, uh, leprechaun?
1: Well, I mean, there's an obvious answer, but I'm going to say Conor McGregor.
0: Yes. But CGI shrug. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. cap his face.
0: You were going to say Peter Dinklage, weren't you?
1: Uh, I mean, that's the obvious choice. I
0: was actually going to say Wee Man.
1: That works, too.
0: Yeah. But, uh, no, I just think that this... I, like, weirdly feel passionate about this pitch. Like, I feel like... I like it a lot, honestly. I feel like there is potential for, like, an actually cool movie. Like, because it's one of those ideas where people are, like, a Lucky Charms movie. Pretty fucking stupid. Well, the Lego movie was fucking sick, all right? Yeah. And, and I was a afraid they're making a goddamn Lego movie. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't necessarily knock the idea until you see the final product.
1: Yeah, uh, I think E1 wants to make it a four-quadrant movie that families can watch, so well,
0: we, they, maybe, they may not
1: pick yours.
0: <laughs> well, maybe it could be like The Goonies or something where it's like, true. It's, it's creepy for kids, but it still works yeah. as like, uh, maybe if you like
1: I guess he can't kill the kids. Well,
0: maybe he like threatens to eat them, but the kids don't die or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or maybe we just make it R-rated and the kids
1: yeah.
0: have like a weird fucking murder fight at the end of the movie and there's gore and there's leprechaun army and people are getting massacred. And then in Lucky Charms 2, there's, it takes over the town. <laughs> All right, that's enough on Lucky Charms. And the
1: Tricks Rabbit comes in. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're gonna make. A, um, I was literally. You could. Oh,
1: you could totally fucking do a serial Avengers movie.
0: I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna do the Tricks. You got Count Chocula. Um, well,
1: hang on, that's a different universe. The the Boo Berry Count Chocula, and then the third one.
0: Oh, you're right. They're all
1: their own thing.
0: So like DC. It's and Marvel. the
1: the General Mills universe would be like Lucky Charms. Tony the Tiger, Tricks. Uh
0: Crunch, I think.
1: Cocoa the... Puff's maybe. Oh, Toucan Sam.
0: The Jacks. The fucking balls. They're just <laughs> a big <laughs> that, ball. Oh,
1: that would be such a good like Lego movie style thing that there's just like kicks or whatever, just oh, some kicks. nothing cereal
0: and that, their big, mascot so is
1: literally just the balls of cereal. It's just like a glob like Clayface or something.
0: We, we're on to something here. Yeah, this is
1: actually kind of funny. All right. uh, I love it, yeah.
0: Jump into your idea, and then we can wrap it wrap All up. All right.
1: I'm legit winging this, because I forgot about it until you reminded me.
0: So use your other idea next week.
1: What's my other idea?
0: You said you had something written down on your phone.
1: Oh, wait. So I I will use the written down idea next week? Yes. Yes. Okay. So... Essentially, all the Terminator sequels suck, except for the second one.
0: No, I actually like Dark Fate. I saw it.
1: Oh, really? I, I heard it was bad, so I didn't bother to see
0: it. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a good Terminator 3.
1: Okay. Well,
0: but it's not, that didn't happen. You no, know it's not received as great as it could be. It got moderate reviews, but... it. it I think
1: we need to pump some new life into this franchise turn it on its head and do and like stop taking it so fucking seriously. It, it it's a hilarious premise of a a cyborg that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So like even if Arnold doesn't exist in this universe, it's a bodybuilder. Like Mr. Olympia, he's he fucking stands out. Um and I think you can just make it like a buddy comedy with Arnold or i mean sorry the terminator and john connor the kid and like i don't know like a 21 jump street style movie i guess like where it's self aware and um maybe even is aware of the shitty sequels and like alludes to that
0: i mean that's kind of what again, like ha- like halloween we weirdly um, keep bringing up halloween Yeah, like they actually make a joke in the early in the movie where like the whole running gag of the sequels is like, um, how am I drawing a blank on Jamie Lee Curtis's fucking name? Oh, Laurie Strode. Uh, Laurie Strode is Michael Myers sister in the fucking sequels. And it's a really Mm. dumb plot like convenience and in the C- in the 2018 david gordon green one they ask laurie's granddaughter like isn't your grandmother related to michael or something and they're like no that's just some stupid urban myth that someone came up with online uh, okay. <laughs> and then it's just like yeah it's like almost like a fuck your dumb idea of old screenwriters but you're yeah. stupid and that i kind of like where it's there but also like it's weird because a couple years ago they were gonna make men in black and 21 jump street be a weird crossover movie oh yeah honestly anything goes
1: yeah i feel like you can like we don't need that much time travel like it would be funny because like we all know the terminator premise so like if the time travel gets fucked up and like john connor as a kid comes back and he's in present day like it's 2020
0: i mean that's almost similar to that show future man on hulu oh yeah yeah like that's kind of like but like no that's like the type of concept that i think like would work for a terminator movie like if they just threw out the seriousness of the sequel and kind of did something almost like i guess meta like that would be like yeah basically
1: like meta is getting kind of old but i think on a stale franchise like terminator you can probably pull it off
0: I mean, Deadpool in itself is almost... Like, Deadpool 2's yeah. Terminator is your idea, kind of just with Deadpool. Yeah,
1: Cable is... Oh, Josh Brolin could be the Terminator, yeah. I mean, he's a little old now, but...
0: I actually think that Viggo Mortensen would make a good Terminator. <laughs> I think it'd be very
1: funny if the Terminator, like, had multiple forms, like the, the new T-10,000s or whatever they are, they shapeshift. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, sometimes he's, like, Michael Sarah, and then other times he's Viggo Mortensen or The Rock or some shit.
0: The Rock as a Terminator was an idea that just never happened, and I feel yeah. like that would have made the most sense.
1: Yeah. Like, I think it would be a funny plot, like, I guess plot point, whatever. An issue for the Terminator I have to deal with is that he has this shape-shifting function, but it keeps fucking up because of the time travel. So, like this could be a little too edgy, but maybe he's like sent to the sixties and he's all of a sudden a minority and he has a whole other <laughs> list of issues he has to deal with.
0: Um, that actually, that movie. I feel like I there's saw, a lot
1: of, there's a lot of potential with that.
0: That premise. movie I saw earlier in the week, mm-hmm. um, synchronic, which I highly recommend does actually kind of jump into that a little bit because Anthony Mackie going back in time. So it does okay, actually, perfect. kind of yeah, but my uh, work is done but the thing i'll say is um the funniest the funniest thing to me and i don't know why i got this idea is like maybe part of it is like you know like arnold schwarzenegger keeps getting older and they kind of just like go with it and it never is explained why like the terminator has gray hair and a face, facial beard now and like
1: yeah, it's I, I just like to, oh, he's getting like he's deteriorating.
0: Yeah, but it's it be, like
1: he's a person. But
0: it'd be really funny if they were aware of this and like the music came on and it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger as an old man in a wheelchair just rolling up like dun 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 <laughs> dun like that would just be like yeah yeah like and everyone would be like, "Am I supposed to be fucking immit like intimidated?" Yeah. and it's just like he's just like, "Come with me if you want to live or something," but uh. No, and then like he
1: it. just pulls out some like cyborg shit out of his wheelchair. Yes.
0: Rocket Maybe. arm. But yeah, okay. I like your idea. I think that's yeah. actually. Not a, I think that's a smart. It's not pitch.
1: really a pitch. It's just like I'm more like a development exec right now, just saying, "Yeah, we should do this at the franchise." I don't I mean, know. I mean, Figure it out.
0: We're allowed to do that.
1: Yeah. True. There are no rules.
0: Um. Okay.
1: Cut think, to the outro.
0: I think that's it, though, right?
1: Yeah, I think, I
0: think after we,
1: I say no rules, we just go. Uh, this podcast is presented by Crooked Media, so whatever. <laughs> However, we end it. Um,
0: what did we
1: do last time. I forget.
0: I'm just gonna do our outro, okay. like like our like follow us on whatever. Wait, okay. What did I pitch
1: last week? When I said... the Superman. Oh
0: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, you can. I made a a Twitter and an Instagram at We Movies. You should follow us there. You'll get updates on our news release schedule. Shit that I released actually uh, yesterday. Made a little little tweet out. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know if that's really it. I mean, there's nothing else that I really need to drop. Uh, make sure you guys like, like and review our shit, share around. Or dislike it, or dislike be and, honest. And tell us what we need to do better. Uh, tell us that we're not good enough and we should stop podcasting if that's really what you want to do. We probably won't listen to you, but...
1: I hope someone says that because that means they got this far into the podcast.
0: Exactly, which means you're a fraud for actually... I'll,
1: I'll Venmo $1 to any person who actually tells me to stop podcasting because of this
0: um yeah next week uh i think we're we've decided we're gonna do mvp
1: <laughs> oh
0: right yeah <laughs> uh which is a movie about a uh orangutan who plays hockey
1: is he a orangutan i thought he was a
0: chimp is he no yeah he's a chimp i don't know dude i haven't seen the movie but yeah, we're gonna do it's MVP great. next week, and I know that that's what we're gonna end up doing because that is just a hilarious concept. Yeah, we, um, get,
1: we need a guest for that one.
0: All right, yeah, put it in. Put it in. Right,
1: let's let's book someone. I'll see if Joe Rogan's available.
0: All right, he might be too busy with Alex Jones. Oh uh, yeah,
1: maybe Alex Jones is available in between takes
0: oh he would definitely have some fucking theories on MVP.
1: <laughs> yo have you seen those cameos of all the the right-wing people saying like thank you for the support uh and uh, it's like the um arabic word for satan <laughs>
0: no <laughs> so yeah
1: someone just like said oh my friends the arabic word for satan i forget how to tell you i'm not gonna try uh is a huge Trump supporter. Could you like send them a shout out or whatever? And it's like Tommy Laren and a bunch of other people I didn't recognize <laughs> just saying like, Thank you, Satan, Satan, for your support. Donald Trump loves you or whatever.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Next week we'll know potentially a new president or who the president is. Uh it's gonna be a weird Maybe we won't have
1: a president anymore. Maybe everyone's gonna Vote for No More Presidents. Yeah. That's on the ballot. You can write that in. <laughs> um,
0: and, yeah, next week will be interesting. We'll know a lot of weird things that are going to happen in the world. Uh, but we'll be talking about MVP. So we're going to bring you some comedy. Or yeah, that's, some, some heartbreak. Who knows? Maybe I've
1: heard MVP is actually a, an allegory for the 2020 election. They were... Like on their shit, way ahead of time.
0: Like this movie came out like nineteen ninety
1: eight, so <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They knew twenty two chimps years. knew they were ready. Um,
0: yeah, but chimps, uh,
1: man, have you seen them?
0: Diesel. <laughs>
1: I have to. I have
0: to send you a video about all that right, after this. To, Let's cut, wrap it up. All right, cut to cut the monster mash for the last time. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night. Uh,